There's no better way to feel like a creeper than getting caught creeping. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that makes the rockin' world go round. Yeah, us and fat bottom girls. Uh, well, see, it's funny you say that because people used to think it was fat bottom girls, but science now tells us that it is actually movie mugging. And everybody, you can look up the studies. Yeah, everybody believes in science these days, so everybody should agree that, that was uh, a dumb thing to say. What? In 2021, everyone believes in science. That's why I said it. Why I said it. <laughs> hey, have I told the governor to fuck off yet? <laughs> Not this episode. Okay, fuck off, governor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father son time together. This is episode 127, I think. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, that is right. Okay. We're good. Good. Wow. There you go. Right on <laughs> cue. Forgotten. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's not dilly dally. You know what time it is. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, so last week we watched Black Dynamite, which is so good. Dynamite, dino, oh. Dynamite, dynamite. I got to keep it. That's my favorite thing on the soundboard. That is very good. It's going to take a while for it's, something to kick that off. You like that better than my, uh, uh. Dynamite, dynamite. Uh, dynamite, uh, You're such a fucking dad. You brought it up. Some old man shit. I was really wondering, you like that one better. You like the dynamite one better. I do. I love the dynamite I'm one. I'm just surprised. I do love it because it's... Dynamite! Dynamite! Who gave you that thing? What are you <laughs> talking about? permission to buy such a nice toy? Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to uh, Black... Dynamite! You mentioned last week that all of the pimps had good names, but we couldn't remember any of the pimps' names. Well, leave it to me to look up the names of the pimps. There's like chocolate something. I remember that one, and that's it. All right, so there was a Tasty Freeze, <laughs> actually played by Arsenio Hall. Have you ever heard of him? I know the name. I don't yeah. remember who he, he is, though. He used to act in a lot of movies with Eddie Murphy, and he had his own own show where people went, woo, 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 woo. He had like a talk show, like a Jay Leno, Jimmy I Fallon that's type what it thing. Was. Yeah. There was Chocolate Giddy. I think that's probably the one I knew. Yeah. Sweet Meat, <laughs> Kotex, Backhand Jack, which, what a great pimp name. <laughs> I know. That'd be my pimp name. Gunsmoke, Chicago Wind, and Mo Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Bitches. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I want to hang out with Mo Bitches and Backhand Jack. <laughs> but while I was looking, I, uh, I looked up Michael Jai White movies. Mm-hmm. And just, I want to read some of the titles. So I know there's like three of the same series where he's a boxer. It's like un untouchable or some stupid shit like that. Well, he's got Never Back Down, No Surrender. That's what it is. He's got Never Back Down, The Beat Down. <laughs> uh, that's the only one I saw. 
uh, he has... Um, That's a boxing. Those are boxing movies. Undisputed Last Man Standing. Or they might not be boxing, but I've seen they're wearing the trunks and boxing gloves. They might be doing kickboxing. I mean, what other kind of movie? Martial arts. Yeah. They would not have him boxing. He'd be doing kicks and stuff. Too. I mean, just by the name of the movies. <laughs> Never back down. You got Welcome to Sudden Death, <laughs> SWAT, Under Siege, Triple Threat, The Hard Way, Rogue Hostage. Rogue Hostage. Mm-hmm. Like someone took him hostage and then he went crazy? I'm sure it'll be on your list eventually. I've heard of Universal Soldier, though. Yeah, uh, that's a Van Damme movie. Is that that's old then, right? Yeah, they're old. Is that eighties? I would guess. I would guess maybe early nineties. Because um, Michael Jai White is fifty six, so he's you're oh. you're fifty two. Yeah, so he's only four years older than you. So so Universal Soldier is nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. Can you say that fast five times? Universal. Oh, this this one's hard. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier. Universal. Uh, fuck okay whatever all right good you proved that i i could do it three times yeah was that i think that was three he's in a movie called exit wounds with <laughs> do you recognize that ew steven seagal i hope he beats the shit out of him no that's a steven seagal movie chain of command with um stone cold steve austin really <laughs> yep the commando tactical force also with stone cold steve austin Dragged Across Concrete, Android Cop, The Outlaw Johnny Black, Vigilante Diaries. These are <laughs> and, all so cool. And then Undercover Brother 2. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover Brother. Yeah, which is awesome. Yes, he he's been in a lot more movies than I kind of thought he would have been in. Yeah, he's been he's been in a lot. I mean, he's not starring in all these movies. No, but he he's probably... Awesome as fuck in almost all of them. I'm guessing some of them where he's not well known, he's like the bad guy who probably gets his ass kicked. But in real life, we know that wouldn't be the case. So it's either that or he's like a bad guy, like henchman. Yeah, goon. exactly. He, he plays a much smaller role. He had to work his way up to black. Dot all, night, dot all, night. all right. So I forgot last week I was talking bathroom stories again from work. Yeah. And I had one more that I didn't bring up. When you're in a bathroom and the door is locked and somebody knocks on it, what is your response? Um, I'm comfortable enough at work to say fuck off <laughs> because they know. All right, so let's just pretend you're not at work. Let's just say that you're you're somewhere else. I don't know where you are. It doesn't fucking matter where you are. The door's locked. You're taking a shit and somebody knocks on the door. You don't say fuck off. What do you say? Occupied. Occupied? That's, Absolutely. That's your go-to? Yes. Occupied. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, occupied. I don't know what else I would say. No, I'm I'm pooping. I'm in here. They're going to be like, oh. <laughs> just say occupied, and then they're going to wait for you to get out, and then they're going to sit where you just sit. Yeah. See, I I panic like w- when I'm in there, and I, know, I, like, I don't have like a go-to. It's just whatever <laughs> comes to mind. Ah, in here. Just to make you feel better, my occupied is not going to come out cool, calm, and collected. It's going <laughs> to... It's going to be shaky. It's panic, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody rattles the door. I know. At work, like people mess with me. And also, the bathroom at work, it's one of those ones where the lock is like the like stick that you turn. I don't oh. know how else to describe it. Yeah. And it goes from green in the unlock symbol to red with the lock. So that's why I say fuck off because <laughs> they can see. <laughs> so they're just fucking with you. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. I never know what to say. 
And and I don't think about it. And it's kind of like when I'm ordering something in the drive-through, I just panic yeah. and whatever comes to mind. In here, uh, what? No, um, I I'm kind of glad we're not going tonight. Why? Because <laughs> you're gonna mess up my order again. No, last time you forgot mayo. No, that's time. bullshit. Somebody they gave us the wrong order. Oh yeah, they gave us a little bitch burgers because you didn't the go double. there on a Friday or a Saturday. I know it's fucked up, man. Your your promotion is is causing us issues for the podcast. It's a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. We've never recorded on a Wednesday. Yeah. We've not done a Friday in a long time. Because I'm working Friday night. I know. Oh, uh, Chris and Erica over the Film Stripping Podcast, they uh they wished you a congratulations on your oh. on your promotion. Nice. Thank you. But Erica said, uh, can we get free pizzas now? What? I don't work pizza. I know. And Chris scolded her about it and said, do you even listen to the podcast? So, <laughs> But she's pregnant. She just has like pizza and food yeah. on her mind. So and cut, she, her, cut her a break. And they've probably heard on some old episode where I've worked three pizza jobs. Well, No. Technically two. You never even showed up to the third one. I got hired and my training day was supposed to happen. <laughs> I just didn't go. No, you went. You, well, you got, got most got, of the way. I got halfway there. Yeah. Had an anxiety attack. And I realized I really don't want this job, and I really don't like the person who got uh, me the job for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna turn it back around and go home. Yeah, and so I did. You didn't want any job at that time, though. I know, but fuck, I don't want to work for Domino's. Yeah, shout out to Domino's. <laughs> All right, Dan. Lastly, you want to hear a joke? Yeah. Okay. What does a Catholic priest and a silver medal Olympic sprinter have in common? Fuck. Well, a Catholic priest touches, but the sprinter gets touched. What do you mean the sprinter gets touched? I'm just the Olympic people. I'm thinking of the gymnasts, not sprinters. Oh, gosh. Wow. All right. Well, that's the only Mm. thing I can think they have in common. No, they both came in a little behind. (laughs) (laughs) You said geez about what I said. Listen to what you just said. Send me, just send me that in a text and I will, oh my gosh, I'll go crazy with that. I I heard that and I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, I got to tell Jack. In the world. Yes, that was awesome. Do we have time for an Ask Jack or no? Well, let's get through lobby time first. Because I was listening to uh, Footloose on the way home and you said you had a couple and you're saving them for later. And we didn't even do one last week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. It's been requested. You know what time it is. Here it comes. Right around the corner. Uh, 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 uh. It's Ask Jack. All right. So there are four questions. I only have two queued up right now. So uh, would you like... Um, you said there's four? Yeah, but I only have two queued up right now. Okay. They're trying to get a whole bunch in because they're uh, yeah. bringing the horse into the corral. All right. <laughs> so who will it be? Will it be uh, Erica or will it be Chris? I think I did sympathy Erica the last time because she's pregnant. So we'll do Chris. All right. And he he also made you salty. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt bad because um, <laughs> I never said just joking. Or anything like that. After I said I would, I would dump them for Metallica. Oh, I, I never said just joking. You aren't joking, and I'm still not saying just joking. <laughs> yeah. I know Erica's not Team Vince. No, not even yeah. close. 
but Chris, you owe me an apology. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, co-captain Erica, that's going to do it for this week's oh. film stripping uh, roundup. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, so I didn't mean to press that button, but I was gonna I was gonna let you hear that anyway. They're like editing. Yep, That's so funny. Yep. They're they're not mailing it in, but he's like, I don't have fucking time to work on all the shit yeah, anymore. I, so, I mean, which I'm, is which is fine. We all heard what he said. Mm-hmm. I think that was really funny. It was awesome. I'm good on him for actually doing something like that. Yeah. So great. All right. So here's uh here's Chris. Jack, are you ready? I got I got a question for you. Uh this is a simple one, but I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Would you ever go skydiving? Hmm. And 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 talk me through your answer. And if you have already been skydiving, tell us about it. Okay. Well, I think yes as a broad umbrella answer, but I'd like to go to like one of those I fly places first and just see what it's like. Uh, I don't like heights very much, <laughs> especially not those. It's one of those things where oh, you're afraid of sharks, you don't swim, even though the shark attacks barely ever happen. It's one of those things. I've I've heard about people's parachutes not working. Well, of course. And so that would be enough to make me not want to go. Um, I mean, obviously the first time or how I don't, I think it's just the first time you have to be like strapped to somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, tandem. And I, I would never want to do that. I think that would ruin the experience. Why? Because their dick's touching you, huh? You got a problem with somebody's dick touching you when you're doing no, something? No, but do you want to be strapped to a stranger whenever you're trying to do something that you in, would enjoy or get a thrill out of? And so you you trust yourself the first time jumping no, out of a plane? No, absolutely not. But it's just, I just wouldn't want to do it in tandem. Uh, what if you had to do it in tandem facing each other? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think less people would do it? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> maybe i don't know i doubt it Uh, but i think it would be really fun and i think it would be something i do once i think it's really cool and i think it would be something that's really fun to do um i would just have to get over my kind of mostly irrelevant fear of my parachute being like torn or something or just not coming out and getting tangled it's not fully irrelevant but at the same what do you, time, what do you mean? I think irrelevant might be the wrong word. Or like a relevant fear versus an irrelevant fear. I think rational is maybe what you were going for. An irrational fear. I mean, I feel like relevant works too, though. Okay. Roll with I mean, it, man. I don't know. Rational's better. It's the right one. But I do feel like relevant. Because relevant just it sounds weird to me now. The word. I can't say it anymore. Carry on. Uh irrational fear, but also rational at the same time. Because it really could happen. I have zero interest in jumping out of an airplane these days. I mean, I know you've ridden the ride that I will not ride at Six Flags. What's that? I mean, it's the fucking... Oh, the Superman? No, I've ridden that. Well, you won't ride it anymore. No, I rode it once, so I could say I rode it. What ride? It's the fucking... It was the, like, 400-foot-tall mega swings. Oh. So you're way up in the air, and you get on the swings, and it raises you up and then spins you. I I will not ride that. One, because it is so fucking high. I know. And two, because it swings. How fun could it be? You're just moving in a, in a circle. Like, uh, I would have done it if it was like 50 or to 75 feet off the ground or whatever. That's plenty. I was terrified on that and ride. You said the wind, and up there, the wind is different. 
up oh. and you were saying it was pushing you inward towards the pole. I don't even like thinking about like, it. Like I don't know why you wrote I line, I know why you wrote it yeah. to say you did. Well, no, because we went there with one of your friends and their dad <laughs> and, and he's like, Let's ride this, and I'm not gonna fucking puss out. I'm not I'm not gonna be that <laughs> You're not gonna prevent him from having a look, good time. My dad wrote it and your dad's a pussy. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put you in that position, Jack. I wrote it for you. Yeah. To where you would look like your dad had stones. And I, I was scared was... to fucking death the whole time up. Oh, I fucking hated it. I rode the parachutes before they destroyed those. Well, that it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, that, is that was true. the parachute thing and then they it so they kept the same tall Yeah. It was fucking insane. Yeah. I would never ride that no, ride. No, I fucking hated it. And I think that was the time that uh, me and my friend rode the Titan together. This was a long time ago, like maybe the fifth or sixth grade age, something like that. And the Titan's very fast. It's 4.5 Gs that you feel on the corkscrews, at least. Uh, and me and him weren't very big, and we're, <laughs> we're holding on to each other. I mean, the cars aren't solid. you got to be able to get in and out. Yeah. And you slide a little bit in it. Yeah, and especially me and him, because whenever mm. me and you would ride it, I'd always hold on to you. Yeah. And me and him, we held for dear life. We're on the corkscrews, <laughs> and he's on the inside. Yep. And you know how it gets close to the ground, kind of. Yeah. We're both looking at the ground and screaming. Smashed <laughs> into each other. We thought we were going to die. We thought we were going to fly out. Because well, we were small. We were both... Neither of us hit our growth spurt until late. Mm -hmm. And so we're like 90 to 100 pound, four foot 11 boys yep. in the fucking ride. <laughs> and so obviously the fucking, the thing doesn't come down all the way, the seatbelt. So it's a like inches, multiple inches above our waistline. So we're holding on to that, holding on to each other and like screaming, thinking we're about to fly out and die. <sighs> and I mean, everyone heard about that lady on uh, that other ride. Who oh, fell out? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. and that was way after. But is it's a fear that it's an ir irrational fear yeah. that uh, I have. But I still I love roller coasters. I, everybody has irrational fears of some sort. Oh yeah, yeah. I do not like heights at all. Looking over a big edge makes me dizzy. There's a, a glass elevator that goes up a tower in one of the nearby cities, and uh, I took your sister there one time. Oh, my legs just. They turn into jelly, like when when you go up those things. And there, there's, I think it's the Sears Tower in Chicago. That's, I think, one of the tallest buildings in in the United States. But there's one where you can stand on the edge, and it'll like tilt forward, like it has a mechanism where you're just standing there. Why? It, because people like to see, and so it looks like you're kind of, you know what I mean? Just it, yeah, it tips doing you the forward. Michael Jackson. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Jacksoning on the edge of a building. Ugh. No fucking way. No. I I had a chance right after basic and AIT to go to jump school, <laughs> um, which would have been two weeks. And I was like, man, I'd love to have airborne wings. I don't want to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> and plus it would have been two more weeks of basically basic training, except harder. Yeah, but I was in the best shape of my life. I probably I could I could have made it through. But bottom line is I don't want to jump out of an airplane. I don't really either, but at the same time, I feel like I, I've had regrets before. I didn't go on that like that helicopter thing with you and my sister. Oh, in Hawaii? No, yeah, oh. I've never been on a helicopter. I totally could have. That was awesome. Uh, exactly. So I, I feel like if I was asked within this week, within seven days, I wouldn't. I'd say no. Wouldn't? I would not go. 
but I'd have to get dragged to go, but it'd be one of those things where as soon as I'm on the ground or in the air and the fear is gone, I'm, I'd know I'd remember it for the rest of my life. Yeah, of course you would. would uh, I would just have so much fun, but I just, I'm a pussy. Right. You are. Yeah, you too, bitch. You pass it down. All right, and no, I no, I don't. <laughs> I rode that fucking ride. I proved I'm not a pussy. <laughs> no, you're a pussy because you caved into peer pressure. How about that? <laughs> Fuck you. And that was Ask Jack. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> when did you put that on there? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm enjoying the soundboard yeah. more these days. Wow. All right, got anything else for the lobby or ask Jack? I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, so uh, today's movie is the oldest movie we have done so far. Mm, Great. Any guesses on the year? 1948. This movie came out in 1954. It is rated PG. It is like Citizen Kane. It is Gone with the Wind or whatever the fuck. No, those were Gone with the Wind was thirty nine, I think, and Citizen Kane, I want to say, is forty. <laughs> we are going to watch Citizen Kane at some point because people argue that that is the Harold that is one of the greatest. No, movies like ever. the greatest movie ever. Oh. Maybe that'll be our one uh, thousandth episode. Well, I'm I'm not looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tease that. That'll be episode number one thousand. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so uh, it's an hour and fifty two minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie a 98%, IMDb 8.5 out of 10. So this is singing in the rain. It is not singing in the rain. The Mormon mothers tell us that one use of idiot, moron, coward, and hell, and two uses of shut up and stupid are used. The sound of music? (laughs) No. I was trying to think of old movies. This movie is called Rear Window. I thought this was... I thought this was like Brad Pitt. Nope. Or there's there's one that you snatch is what I'm thinking of. Pretty close. Rear window snatch. I mean, well, I mean, because you've had both of them on the DVR since I was like 15. You had both of them on the DVR, and you're like, we gotta watch these sometime. Really? Yeah, for a really really long time, and we never watched it. Are right, you ready to do this? Yeah, sure. All right, well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 1954's Rear Window. Yep. Starring Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. All right. Uh, you feel like giving it the fifth cent tour? No. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a bitch. Not really. All right. So what happens is uh, Jimmy Stewart, he is a uh, famous photographer, and he's broken his leg and getting a, uh, a shot on a racetrack. So he is confined to a wheelchair in this uh, apartment building that is surrounded by other apartment buildings. It's like your neighbor's like 20 feet from you almost. Their window is like right outside your window. You could you could easily throw a rock right into anybody else's windows in the apartment complex. And there's oh, just yeah. this little square at the bottom that has like some, some flowers and I guess like a little courtyard. But everybody's right on top of each other. Nobody closes their windows. Everyone has their... Lights on, blinds up. They're going about life as if nobody can see them. And so Jimmy Stewart's doing what most people are going to do, and it's it's look out your window and just kind of see what's going on. And people he, watch. And, yeah, people watch. And he starts watching this one guy, and he starts having some feelings about maybe this guy's not on the up and up, and mm-hmm. it looks like this guy could have killed his wife, and now I know this guy's killed his wife. And so he's just trying to solve the mystery. He's getting his uh, detective friend involved, his... Uh, girlfriend and his caretaker are heavily involved 
and they're just trying to, to solve uh, if it's a murder and if it is to bring the guy to justice. And in the end, uh, they do. Yeah. Bam. That's a 50 cent tour right there. All right. Let's see what the Internet has to say. The story of a recuperating news photographer who believes he has witnessed a murder confined to a wheelchair after an accident. He spends his time watching the occupants of neighboring apartments through a telephoto lens and binoculars and becomes convinced that a murder has taken place. Do you say binoculars or binoculars? I think I do both. I do, I, I do both sometimes I, too. Obviously, if you're asked how you pronounce something, you don't know. Okay. What if I? What? Yeah. What if I have them in my hand and you say, I say binoculars? Hand me those binoculars. Hand me those binoculars. Binoculars. <laughs> yeah, I do say both because <laughs> sometimes it's convenient to say binoculars. What is the uh, true way to say it? Is there a true way to say it? Binoculars, because bi means two, not bi. Binoculars. I feel better with binoculars. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think anyone would really bat an eye if you said it to them. Yeah. Might go on a bicycle ride later. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That was awful. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Gosh, that was so bad. On purpose. I'm bilingual. <laughs> and if you can't read it, you should get some bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So there was a quote. And uh, I wrote most of it down. I just looked the rest of it up in this movie that I absolutely love and that is absolutely true today. When his caretaker's coming over, and wouldn't it be nice to have a caretaker that just comes over and just fucking gives you a massage and makes you food and all that stuff? No. No? Yeah, I don't really like massages, but just in a general sense. I've never had a massage. I don't really care to have one. I think I'm all right. And it would be great to have someone to come over and do things for you, Mm -hmm. if that's what you're talking about, but... I can skip out on the massage. So the caretaker is watching Jimmy Stewart just looking out the window. And she's like, you know what? We've become a race of peeping Toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. I I thought that was stupid. Really? That doesn't make any sense. Are you kidding? Uh, So I'm going to go in the backyard and look through a window. It's more of a a figurative thing. So what does it mean? Well, we spend so much time watching other people when, in in reality, we should be focusing more on ourselves and what's going on in our lives rather than focus so much on other people's lives. Mm. Okay, so peeping Tom in the sense of going out and just looking at your blinds and staring at people or looking in people's houses, that's one thing. I'm talking like so many people are so about what everybody else is doing. But in 1954, is that what she was talking about? I think so. I think that's way ahead of their time as far as that goes. I don't know. I have trouble believing that that's what it's about. Well, I see the bigger meaning of it today, especially today. And it definitely comes in handy for today because teenagers and I guess everybody. Fucking reality TV is the biggest thing on TV right now, watching other people do things. Oh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But people watching is one of the greatest time-passing activities, and it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Depending on where you are. Well, so I mean, I, I love that shit. Well, let's let's be real. You're in his shoes. You doing the same thing he's doing? Yeah, but a lot more carefully. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I am not going to have my windows open and my blinds up. But that's a little more creepier, though, isn't it? Like, you, maybe you don't feel like such a creeper. If you're just doing it right out in the open. If you're like closing the blinds and peeking out the window, doesn't that make it a little... It makes you feel actively more like a creeper. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like if... So, okay, so 
your blinds are open, all that crap. They can see perfectly. There's no better way to feel like a creeper than getting caught creeping. Mm, yeah, so I agree. I'd rather have that looming feeling of like I am stalking these people <laughs> than make eye contact with somebody I'm just staring at through binoculars. <laughs> like that would be yeah. the worst. See, I said binoculars, right? You there. did. You did. So yeah, obviously I'd find an angle to where I could look through the blinds. And you know what? Anybody out there judging that, that Jack would be peeping on people, fuck, you would too. But this dude, yeah, he had he had to wait seven weeks in a wheelchair yeah. with his legs straight out, and the cast goes all the way above his hips. It's 1954. There ain't shit to do. You can't get on your phone. Yeah, he, he can't do anything, and he's got this tiny apartment with tons of windows, mm -hmm. and he can just look at people. And it's interesting it is to interesting. see what all is going on. And you, like, we do it all the time. We'll, we'll be out somewhere... And one of us will be like, hey, what do you think that guy's name is? What do you think he's doing? And we'll just mm -hmm. we'll just make up fucking scenarios. So it's it's cheap entertainment. I would I would have done the same thing as he was doing. You, definitely. Yeah, you think of the names and then you're like, okay, what's their life story? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, though that is super fun. Yeah, and you can learn a lot about people just by <laughs> by making it up. <laughs> I you know, today with with as much reality TV as as there is, what I, I think it's just a matter of time. And you know what? This is another uh, million-dollar idea, multi-million-dollar idea. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be a thing now. We know how popular, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is, and uh, it's, it's off now, isn't it? Didn't that show finally finish or whatever? But I think so. You know what I mean? Just reality TV. I don't think reality TV is that popular, though. Are you kidding? With the younger generation and everything? I think reality TV is still very popular. Big Brother, Survivor. So Big the, Brother. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Survived. Okay. Fucking I didn't think about those. Married at First Sight. It's still big business. True. And it's super cheap to produce. Yeah. And then there's these things called live cams that are all over the world that you can like look them up on your computer. And there was one that somebody sent me one time. It's Abbey Road the road where the Beatles walked across. You showed me that. And there's a live cam. So you can click on it any time of day and you can see people walking across the street, getting their picture made just like the Beatles and stuff like that. I think at some point your family will be able to sign up for live cams in your house and you can just go on this website and hit a button that'll be random person's house and at any time you can look into what these people are doing in their house, whether they're taking a shit, whether they're taking a nap, whether they're, they're cooking breakfast or watching a football game. I think people are interested enough to want to know what's going on in other people's houses that that will be a thing one day. So I, I, I think you're on the right track. I think there will be demand for that. Uh, there's already demand for it. I but I just it. don't think there will be that much supply. Oh, I, I, if you make money for it? But uh, think, well, so many, I mean, I don't know how far ahead we're thinking. And like, I don't know how society is going to change between then and now. But I feel like so many people are like, no matter what, I'm not going to have a camera in the shower. I'm not going to have a camera on me while I shit, while I fuck, while I masturbate. But there's going to be a, a small percentage, I would say, of the great public or whatever you'd call it. Okay, so even a small... sign up for something like that. All right, that. so even a small percentage of 600 million could be a million, right? Or 250,000, right? I, I guarantee look, if you can make money from it, and you could make money from it, let, let's just say it. that somebody came to our house and they offered us, um, you'll never have to work again. Here's how much money you're going to make every single month. You get to go on three vacations a year where the cameras don't follow you. But anytime you're in your house, 
you, you're the cameras are on. I'm saying no. We don't know who might be watching you at any given moment. Nobody might be watching you, or at any given moment, half the population could be watching you. But you get a percentage of the subscription fees. Also, Nabisco is going to put some of their products in your house for free. So when people are watching you do whatever and you're eating fucking an Oreo, right? Product placement. Yeah. I just... Look, I wouldn't do it either, but I think it's just a matter of time before shit like that happens because aren't we I'd all... I'd watch it. <laughs> Not all the time, we're, but like, I'd be curious and be like, oh, exactly. why aren't they texting me back? Let, let me go <laughs> fucking look. Right? That's so important. Pick up the phone, motherfucker. Oh, I'm watching you right now. He's in his bathroom watching porn. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll call him back a little bit later. Give him five more minutes. But really, people are all voyeuristic in nature. It's curiosity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like whenever you're like babysitting the neighbor's dogs or whatever, when people go out of town, it's interesting to go in somebody else's house and yeah. just see what it looks like and rifle through their underwear drawer mm-hmm. and such. But Look you know, under their bed. Yeah. Um, but Maybe check out upstairs. <laughs> yeah. But try you, on their clothes. Yep. You know, sleep in their bed for a little while. Take a shower. <laughs> Crap in their boots. But it's just, it's just, Gross. it's interesting to see how other people live. And it would be interesting <laughs> to just be able to kind of watch people. And, and, yeah. and, and if you think, oh, well, you're fucking creep, but bullshit, you, you want to know, you know, you want to know. It is being creepy. And you could just like, you could just hit and watch random people for a while, or you find a family you like and you sub- can subscribe to it. Now you don't get to know where they live. There's no shots of outside of their house. I I still feel, though, that there's a massive safety issue no matter what. And obviously, we're being more fictional here. I'm still working out the logistics of this thing, okay? (laughs) There's going to be a lot of issues. I'm spitballing. And and, and when you get sued, the people who are going to take my multi-million dollar idea, keep my name out of it. But when you get it right and and you've you've got all the kinks out and all the legality loopholes are out of the way, then then, then cut me in, right? People would fucking sign up for that shit. You think a lot of people would. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people in the grand scheme, Mm -hmm. definitely, but a small percentage overall. Yeah. That would be really cool, though. (laughs) It would be kind of cool. How much would your life change if if me and mom are like, fuck, we're signing up for this shit, and you don't really have a say in it, and you you had to keep living here? Uh, My first thought is I want to move out, (laughs) but you just said I have to keep living here. Yeah, you can't afford to move out. Then I'm going to find the cameras, and I'm going to break them. And then I'm going to live my life how I would want to. You're going to break the cameras that you can actually see. There's other cameras in here because they know that we have a 20-year-old son who's not down with this. So they're going to put some little pinhole cameras all over the place. I'm going to wear my luchador mask at all times. (laughs) Nothing else. And I'm just going to press my butthole against all the cameras I can find and just like moon it constantly. Uh, My gross, hairy ass. There's an audience for that. (laughs) So how horrified would you be if I told you that we were already doing yeah, it. Yeah, that we've been doing this for the last 20 years. I'd probably just be like, well, what the hell? <laughs> like, it's already <laughs> all over with. We just continue. Yeah. So I, I would still be horrified. <laughs> because like the, the... The silence of the lambs, tuck and dance, nightly ritual. More of uh, me and my friends talking. That's the worst thing that you would worry about? I mean, yeah, that and like beating off, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Hey, we're 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 trending that way though. Not beating off, but we're trending that way. Well, I, I speak for myself. Livecam.com or yeah, whatever. you know, and there's been movies like Matthew McConaughey Ed TV where cameras just followed him around all the time, whatever he did. Truman Show. Yeah, but but Truman didn't know it. Like oh. Matthew McConaughey's character Ed knew about it. That uh, would I feel like that would make a lot of people just go insane. Yeah, like they'd sign up for it because they're strapped for cash, and then I feel like I feel like in the dystopian world we're talking about they'd be evil people and once you signed up you couldn't get out and i feel like a lot of people would go insane they'd try to run and hide but they couldn't Mm -hmm. i feel like yeah and and that story there'd be a lot of deaths well and like in ed tv i watched it a long time ago they if it gets to a certain point and it gets boring then they they introduce some variables to kind of spice it up, like maybe, oh, we're going to bring this new love interest into uh, Ed's life or something like that. So, so like paid actors? Well, e- e- that would or, or other people who want to be famous and stuff. And, you know, if it's if it's if once it becomes not real anymore, then it kind of takes away the, the interestingness of it. But, yeah, because the genuine aspects are the best. Mm-hmm. Gen- Do you say genuine or genuine? Genuine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, genuine. We're not brickheads. No. Yeah, if you say genuine, fuck you don't listen to us. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's just a fascinating thing to think about because I think I think that's going to be a thing before too long. It's definitely, is it plausible? Is that the right word? Uh, yeah. Possible, yeah. plausible as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I, I think it's likely. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Yeah. It is. I mean, the shit's happening in, in Airbnbs right now, and you don't even fucking know it, right? Shit's going on. Your sister stayed at one one time. I was going. Well, they didn't hey. even stay. They went there and they left. Yeah, because they like opened one of the nightstand drawers, and there was like one of those like were there handcuffs or was there like think, a syringe? Uh, I think there was handcuffs and a syringe. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, okay, like we want to leave. I think, I think they, a lot of the other doors were locked. Like they only had access to uh-huh. like the main area and a bedroom, mm-hmm. and like all those other doors are locked. What the fuck's behind those other doors? Yeah, is there somebody there waiting for nighttime that's gonna slit their throats or? Why is the floor so sticky? The handcuffs next to the bed with syringes. Like, yeah, well that yeah seems like some easy access to get like knocked out and taken yeah. advantage of or whatever they would do. And I think. Your sister called and was asking what she should do. And we were like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but um, but her boyfriend was sleeping at the time. And she's like, well, maybe when he wakes up. No, wake that motherfucker up right now. Show, get like, the yeah. fuck out of there before you're on some fucking dark web film that's about to be made. If he's got a problem with it, open the drawer and show him. Yeah. <laughs> then he'll be like, okay, yeah. Man. Because we all know the guy. If he saw that, he'd be like, hey, I think we need to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. All right, so uh, Jimmy Stewart or James Stewart, you uh, one of the first things you said is, "Is that his real voice?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's because a lot of like people who do imitations, well, they they do his voice, and that's uh, that's that was that was me. That wasn't Jimmy Stewart. That wasn't the ghost of Jimmy but Stewart. Thank you but, for clarifying. Well, you try. No, you try. Well, come on. You always and all he did was like his s's would sound like shh sometimes. Come, come on, let me, let me show you. Hand me that cameras over there. Yeah, it was like it was just kind of a gross voice. So, and he was kind of a grosser looking dude. Like he, he, you could tell that he was kind of like a, like a fox kind of guy. Like the ladies loved him, and he was rich and famous and pretty good looking. But he was past his prime in this movie, I think. As far as 
like handsome man yeah. prime. Yeah. And I like, he was no, uh, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Who's that guy? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that guy like in um, Dark Diggler movie. Yeah. Um, he looked good in that movie, I thought. He was definitely old and all his hair was gray. But he's fake. Like, he's just like one of those dudes who I feel like girls my age would still think was really good looking. I don't know. Give me 1954 Jimmy Stewart over 1996 Burt Reynolds any day. Uh... I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, yeah. so I, I'm picturing something. It might be different. But in this, I just thought, like, why him? Well... He was just like, so there's nothing special about him. He was he was the big... The, it guy. The, yeah, he was the big it guy. I think 1940, he won his first Oscar for Best Male Performance. So you're right, 14 years later. One of the really cool things about him and a lot of other actors in, in the 40s was when World War II came around, they quit acting and went to war. So he was... Yes. He flew in B-24s and bombed Nazi Germany. That's what real men did back then. You know, he could have gone in and he could have been like... They could have just shipped him around the country trying to recruit people, and stuff like that. he probably had enough money to just be like, no. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, more than likely. But but back then, man, people did that. They didn't pretend they had bone spurs and uh, have their daddy get him out of uh, of doing doing duty. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool about That's him. very admirable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's just unheard of for yeah. something like today. What'd you think of Grace Kelly? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't remember my number one on the uh, oh, the like, hottest ladies. She's number one. Yeah. Definitely. She is fucking stunning. There's something about like women from like the 20s to the 60s or whatever that's just like different. I don't know. It's like the singing too. Yeah. Like all the music from that era, they can sing better than anybody Man. who's alive yeah. now. Like nobody can sing worth shit compared to the people back then. Everything was it seems like so smooth and silky. Yeah. I wish it was still like that. Oh man. Just like listen to um the song again by Doris Day. Yes. Just just the so smooth and just beautiful voice and, and great music. Yeah. But Grace Kelly, man, I remember I, I saw this movie for the first time in film class as well. And I just remember <laughs> thinking that is the most stunning woman uh, that I've ever seen. She, yeah. She just owns any scene that she's in. You just can't can't look away. She's a, just a, a beautiful woman. And there's just something, like, they all, all had this grace about them. You know what I'm talking about, Absolutely. right? They were that, like, those elegant clothes, and yep. they were just so graceful. <laughs> yeah. Her, like, we could not act right around them. We'd be so Oh, nervous. my gosh. I know. Just like today, everything is so different. And the dudes were way cooler back then, too. Everything was just cooler back then. They were dapper. Except without the technology stuff. And you had to wear suits all the time. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. I, I totally agree. The The dudes back then and the women back then, just the looks, that was that was, that was was the peak. There's just Yeah, I, I really think so. That was the peak. But she actually ended up marrying a prince. <laughs> I'm not And became surprised. a princess of Monaco. And then she died in a fiery car crash off a cliff at 52 years old. Was she driving? I uh, don't know. Jeez. Don't know. But, yeah. How do you crash off a cliff? I mean, you've seen it in movies. It happens all the time. <laughs> so, like, okay, somebody's driving on the wrong side, not paying attention. Or... You can see it in your head, though, right? What it looked like? And, yeah, it's... I see it like a... Wait, what was that movie we just watched recently? <laughs> Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh... 
that that's kind of what it looked like. Yep. But to me, it was like a much higher drop, and they landed on the nose and exploded. Yeah, but she had the look. Uh, so would you, let's see, Shag, Mary, Kill, Grace Kelly. Mary. Ariana Grande and uh, Selena Gomez. Uh, Shag, Ariana, Kill, Selena. <laughs> I'm marrying Grace. <laughs> and she like made a, like she brought dinner over. And she was throwing herself at him hard, yeah, man. Yeah, this is crazy. She's trying to movie. kiss him, and he's trying to have a conversation. That mm-hmm. pisses me off. When, yeah, when people like, are... Okay, the murder can wait. Why am I being a good Samaritan? That shit's overrated. Yeah, exactly. All right, and now I'm going to close my blinds, yep. and we're going to get going. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> it's hard to watch in a movie. I feel like somebody's trying to kiss you, and you're trying to have a conversation. Just kiss, and then be like, hey, can I tell you this? Right? Mm-hmm. But especially if it's Grace Kelly. Just kissing on your neck and kissing your mouth, and you're like, oh. well, if it's on your neck, then you can talk. But generally, it's not going to be like a, oh, hey, the craziest thing happened today. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, why, are, why are my pajama pants fitting tighter right now? My you cast my neck? is lifting off of my hips. <laughs> he couldn't. I, I guarantee they didn't leave a hole in it for his penis. So, <laughs> I got a shit. So we need to. <laughs> I, I could poop too. Let's take a poop break. Is that all right? <laughs> no. Let's keep going. Dude, I got a shit, man. I I could shit too. No, like I, I got a shit. <laughs> we'll keep going until you can't. What? And then as you get up to run out, hit the hit the pause button. No. This it, could be good look, for the dude, listeners. At my age. This has when, never been on an episode before. Uh, right? Except for fucking what is it? Cabin fever. Well, because that was a horrible shit movie. No, but. we took laxatives. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you're at my age, and when a shit's coming around, you you need to answer that call. Because After that if prostate you, exam, your butthole's a little loose. No, because fall if you don't answer it, then it might leave. And then you're like, when am I going to shit now? So, and, and it could be tomorrow, and then you're trying to push a softball out. So, okay. So for older people, or people your age, so 52, if if you have to poop, if the if it's at the back door, and it goes away to knock another time. You don't even know if it'll knock a second time that day. I can't speak for all 52-year-olds, but I can speak for myself that when I feel like I need to shit, I need to take care of it because, yeah, like I have to shit right now, but if it leaves, it may not come again today. Like, and it may be tomorrow evening, and like I said, then it's had more time to fucking solidify and and grow. Uh, Yeah, I made a fist with my hand. Or or melt. (laughs) No, I, I would prefer that. Uh, yeah. I prefer that than having to fucking bandage up my ass. <laughs> bandage a big no. roll of gauze. <sighs> Whatever, I, just go. Just don't you know what? take I'll, like fucking 25 I'll, minutes. I'll trudge on for a while. I'll, let's uh, Because it, it kind of, it subsided a little bit. Okay. It hurt us talking about it, so. Stage fright. I'm telling you, man, if I can't shit till tomorrow and it hurts, you're going to have to hold my hand from underneath the door. No, I don't. Because you just got peer pressured by a 20-year-old. Yeah. So that's all your fault. All right, yeah, we, we watched a movie, though. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, Rear Window, starring uh, James, or Jimmy Stewart, and uh, Grace Kelly. Jim. And, um, yeah, he, he was just... Uh, being a voyeur, just watching everybody and and realize that, oh, something's up. This guy, he pretty sure he murdered his 
his wife and he like took his briefcase out a whole bunch of times in the middle of the night and then yeah. it showed him like putting some saws and knives and wrapping it in newspaper and then it showed him going through his wife's purse. At the end, Grace Kelly goes into the dude's apartment and and finds, I guess, evidence, which I don't know you really call the, it evidence. The or, wedding ring. The wedding ring. That was evidence for 1954. I guess. And obvious. I, I and I saw straight through that and I was like in today's day and age, that does n- that's nothing. Yeah, but Jimmy Stewart's watching her get arrested over there because she snuck in. Dude's coming back, mm-hmm. and it's one of those. I mean, those are those are always great movies. That oh, that yeah. suspense. And he calls the cops, saying that there's a man assaulting a woman because he knows that's what's about to happen. And the cops show up really fucking quick, like they must have been right down the street. Yeah, and saves the day. And she is has her hands behind her back, and she's pointing at the ring, knowing that. James Stewart is watching. Well, the dude also sees that she's pointing at the ring and he looks across and he knows that, that Jimmy Stewart across there is the one who knows about him. And so he comes over and is going to kill Jimmy Stewart and Jimmy Stewart does not have a gun, which really pissed you off. Yeah. How? Not because not everybody has guns, but he's a photographer that goes to like war Mm -hmm. and takes pictures if you're a war photographer, how do you not own a single gun? That's that was what I was thinking. So to me, I felt I thought that was kind of ridiculous. But this was 1954 and also PG. I didn't get mad about it, but I was just like, how? Like, how is this happening? But what he did have was uh, big flash bulbs, mm-hmm. and you were like, are flash bulbs that bright? And I was like, fuck yeah, they are. Because uh, I can remember as a kid getting my picture taken with big flash bulbs and just <laughs> you you just can't see you just see spots for forever and so as the bad guy is advancing towards him um Jimmy Stewart keeps um flashing those uh flash bulbs in his face and it and it makes him stop uh in the end he kind of throws Jimmy Stewart out the window but they arrest the guy and evidently the guy just spills everything and then and like yeah. oh here's where I hit the body and here's what I did with this and that and um you know it's it's happily ever after and uh Jimmy Stewart did not want to marry Grace Kelly. Yeah, what a dumbass. He was like, uh, you know, I want to keep my life where I'm going out in Malaysia and stuff and, and living in a, a, a dirt cave. And, <laughs> you you know, you're you're buying $1,100 dresses from Paris all the time, which it just can't, it's just not going to work. But then in the end, he watched her, you know, get her feet dirty. Oh, dirty as hell. Going and doing some crazy risky shit. She and had more so, balls than him. Yep. So. Even if his leg uh, was working, he still wouldn't have gone and done that. Yeah. She she definitely closed that gap to where yeah. he could uh, seal the deal after that. So I think with the flashbulb, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to have that wine after them, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I That was um, that scene, I honestly think, like... I loved how they were both on opposite sides of a dark room and you couldn't really see either of them. Mm-hmm. They were mostly just silhouettes. And I loved that. It was awesome. But then that scene was, I thought it was really bad. And I, I would say it was horribly done. And it was 1954, so things were different. The special effects were bad. The He closed his eyes and opened them in like this orange fade. That didn't really bother me. Okay. I, I think what they could have done to make that scene a lot better is to have added some kind of backing music. Because to me, it, like there was no suspense there. I wasn't worried about it at all. Uh, but I think to have some sort of like, I don't know what kind of music there would have been, but it was just all you heard was footsteps and then like awkward fumbling. 
and then like the slightest illusion that maybe you heard like a camera flash thing and a, a bright white light for half a second. I think they could have filmed it a little bit better, like maybe different angles or maybe more light happened or something. But I think bare minimum, they should have had some kind of music because it was just like, it was awkward. So you've seen the Star Wars scenes where they rip out the music and it just like is like really weird looking. It was kind of like that to me. I feel like there needed to be a little more there. And obviously when he fell off the balcony, that was a little funny looking, but. Now, it is 1954, and today, done today, that part would have been a whole lot cooler, w- without a doubt. But I think yeah. for 1954, I think it, it I think it was it, it yeah. worked perfect. I think, and I think the lack of music because there was usually ambient noise or something going mm-hmm. on. So for it to get completely quiet during that part, I think that people, was like a big scare factor. Maybe, maybe because now we're we're so used to just there's always a score with with oh, scenes yeah. like that 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 helps set the mood. So yeah, no, I, I can I can see where you're coming from. All right, let's get into favorite parts. Um, I I really loved watching what they call her Lonely Heart. That was fun. Okay, uh, there was this lady who she was practicing for whenever she brought a date home, and like she was like even pretending to get her cheek kissed, and she's pouring drinks and. All that, and then she did have someone over, and he tried to get a little dirty too quick, and she smacked him and kicked him out, and she fell and cried, and then she was, like, about to swallow a bunch of pills, but she, one of the neighbors, the other neighbors, he was a really, like, great pianist, and so that's why there was almost always some sort of ambient noise. He had a massive party for a good like 30 minute chunk of the movie and where he's playing piano and there's tons of talking. He played the piano a lot. So it stopped her from committing suicide and then it showed them later uh, hanging out in his apartment. I just I loved getting a peek into everyone else's life. I mean, that's really the only thing you can say was your favorite part because unless you hate watching other people do things I, I just love that. I think getting a glimpse into people's lives like this is as creepy as it may sound. Just to be able to to watch people's lives is it's, it's fucking interesting. I, I don't care yeah. who you are. I don't care how, how much you try to deny that you would do something like that. It's to watch other people's lives is is interesting. And you've fucking done it before. Yeah. Don't pretend you've never looked out of a window and watched somebody. Your pants not it may have been around your ankles, but you did it. Okay, you did it. So my favorite part, there's this dog, and it lives on the second floor. And <laughs> they they lower it down in this little basket, and it goes to the bathroom, and then they bring it back up. Well, you hear this scream, and everybody looks outside, and the dog is dead. Mm-hmm. And somebody's down there, it's been strangled, and... One of its legs is broken. And so the lady's just screaming, what have you did this? And everybody's looking out their window. Everybody, except the dude who killed his wife. The lights are off in his house, and all you can see is the light from the cigarette. He's just in there yes. sitting, smoking the cigarette while everybody. So it's like that motherfucker. You know he did it's it. So and he's heartless, ominous. and yeah, it's very ominous. Great, yeah, great scene. What a great idea! And they, and they showed that many times. Uh-huh. Just you'd see the the cherry light up a bunch, and then yep. it would go back down, uh-huh. and it'd do it again. You could so just see good. him puffing on it in the pitch black. Yeah, they were. There are so many great shots in this movie. Like I said, the silhouette one. Whenever he's in his wheelchair and Big Bad Thorland or whatever mm-hmm. was at uh, his door, just the way they used lighting in this was yep. very good. Like they they'd back into the light because oh shit we don't want these people to see us with the binoculars, 
Um, there's just so much lighting, and I love the day and night cycles. It was just, it was filmed really, really well. It was, and and I know you don't really know much about Hitchcock, and and I don't really for that fact either, but but he was huge, and his movies, they're they're works of art, and the way he uses shadows, and the way he uses suspense, and he just he tells a really good story in film. I got some more on my list. We're gonna watch. So before things started to really heat up, before the plot was really starting to get thicker and thicker, I was like, this is a very artsy movie. We haven't really done something like this. It definitely came across to me as like, oh gosh, like, is this going to develop into an actual like story story? Or is this going to be like kind of like an artsy movie that a lot of people love and appreciate, but that I will find it hard to get into? But it definitely got to where it was going. It, It was just... It felt long for a while. I agree. And once it ended, I was like, that went a little longer than it should have. But then I thought, what would I cut out? Almost every scene had story development in it. Yeah, yeah. So I was worried about you because it did start a little slow, and there was so much dialogue at the beginning, so much. Yeah. I thought, all right, he's going to be checking out. I hope this thing gets <laughs> rolling because I've only seen this movie two times. Um, Including this one? Or this is the third? This is the third. Well, but it's been a long time because I saw it in college in my film class and then immediately came home and told your mom, we got to watch this. And so I think we watched it like (laughs) that weekend. So that had to have been like 94 or something like that. So yeah, I have not seen this in a a super, super long time, but I remember watching it in class and loving it. So yeah, I was worried that it was going to lose you, but then I remembered, okay, well, but it picks up. And it's just put together so well. And they give you just enough to keep you, like... Satiated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they don't give you too much. It's just the right amount. He just yeah. he, he does a, a masterful job on this movie. And all from the perspective of somebody who's stuck in a wheelchair, looking out the window, it was just, it was just so good. I, I also, I liked when the dude was about to leave. Like, he was packing up his shit and going to go. And so Jimmy Stewart's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to write a note. And it says, uh, what happened to her? Like, what have you done with yeah. her? Yeah, and like that. sent Grace Kelly over there to just slide the envelope underneath his door. And, like, he can see everything. So he's got his camera looking at the corner, and she walks by and gives him that little wave, which mm-hmm. I loved. And then she goes in the hallway. And so you can see her in the hallway, and you can also see the guy in his room. And you can see her sliding the envelope under the doorway and you can immediately see his reaction as he goes toward the door and she's walking quietly and i was like run 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 yeah try not to make her heels make noise and then she gets around the corner and runs and he comes out and looks for her and just just great suspenseful moments like that but really man what I, i really felt jimmy stewart was when she climbed up into his window and mm-hmm. was looking around, and then he got home. And just the helplessness Ugh, of a, that was you, awful. You think you're about to see your girlfriend or a loved one get murdered right in front of you. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you can call the police, which he already had, but all you can do is sit there and watch. But and do you watch? Do you you know? It's like oh, I got my binoculars. Am I going to watch what's happening? Am I going to just what a horrible, horrible feeling? I think you do watch, <sighs> but I think there's going to be. Moments where you look away, but then you look back. Jeez, man. I don't think you'll catch 100% of it, but I think... Harsh. I think you should watch. Oh, gosh. That was a... Because you don't, you don't know how it's going to go. What a horrible moment, though. Oh, a yeah. horrible moment. Heart attack moment. Yeah. All right, uh, Bucket of Chicken. And Hitchcock. I, I agree. I have to give it to him because this was really well done. 
But yeah, man, this it was it was done so well, and it's one of those movies where there's one setting, right? You're you're yeah. you're rarely anywhere else because even when you're in somebody else's apartment, you're in their apartment through the lens of the guy sitting in his own apartment. Mm-hmm. Like at, at no time are you somewhere that can't be seen from Jimmy Stewart's apartment. You have like almost that omnipotent view Mm -hmm. like you can see everything and what everyone's doing and they when they're moving through rooms there's the window blockage like you can see them through the windows and they you see them transition to the bathroom or wherever and it just gave this like very wondrous i guess you would say feeling of like this is awesome there's never i don't think anything will ever be done like this again i i just don't don't think it could be and i hope they don't try yeah. All right, score time. I think I have to give it a 100. Okay. I've said before, like, when it's a 100, you know. But talking about it raised the score. Um, I think I was going to be sitting at, like, a 96. But there, I think of it, and I'm like, okay, no, it wasn't really too long. Every scene was building up part of the story. Like, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe you could take out parts with the masseuse. But she was amazing. Yeah, she was and, great. And... It was leading up to him looking out the window more and more and finding that stuff out. And then turns out, like, she would come over just during the day for 30 minutes to do some food stuff and help him. She was over there for, like, a night and just, like, hanging out. And she was funny. She was a little darker than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I I noticed that. Like, that was awesome. She was, like... She was scolding him for looking out the window and Mm -hmm. all these things. And the next thing you know, she's, like just figuratively eating a bag of popcorn saying, oh, yeah, he's cleaned the walls because there's blood splatter all over it. I mean, mm-hmm. she's all into it, Same too. with Grace. Yeah. She fucking wheeled them away and turned them around like, no, don't look at it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she slowly stood up and his, he turned around and I can't remember what they saw, but it was a murderer guy doing something. Yeah. And so from then on, she was hooked. This movie was great. I think you need to see it. It is a work of art. And it was captivating with a great story, great characters. It had it all, basically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not a 100 for me. Very uh, suspenseful. It's part. it's 98. It, I'm getting I'm getting of a 98. But it's the about first, as close as you'll yeah, ever get. Yeah, I mean it, this this is in my top 100 movies without question. Um, when I saw it, I was like, "This is a fucking masterpiece," and and came home and showed your mom. We get we got to watch this, and it it's a fantastic movie. It's 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 done so well. There, there was a little too much dialogue for me at the beginning. It started really slow. It was a slow cook, and, and I'm it all was. down with a slow cook. But but some of the dialogue got a little old for me at the very beginning. So, But but still, 98, man, fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, must see if you haven't already seen it. Definitely. All right, got anything else? I do not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 127 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Appreciate you listening. Have a movie mugging day. Bye. Diarrhea.